You're listening to a previously recorded episode of the Top Rope Review Show. This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. You're listening to the Top Rope Review Show. This is WWE Hall of Famer, the Think, Howard Finkel. And I've been asked to make the following announcement. With a combined weight of over 1,000 pounds... Broadcasting live from Royal Oak, Michigan, this is the Top Rope Review. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. Let's get back to ringside. WrestleMania 3 at the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. to episode 40 of the Top Rope Review, Detroit's number one source for pro wrestling and the official podcast home of Michigan's longest-running independent wrestling promotion, XICW. We are a proud part of the Podcast Detroit Network, and we are broadcasting live from the new Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. I'm your favorite podcast host, as done by Facebook poll, and I'm Mike's mom's favorite podcast host. I just stole your gimmick from you. No, I got a new one. Josh Schramm. And I am joined in studio, as always, by the number one podcast host of MySpace, Wookie Wilt. <laughs> MySpace. <laughs> America's favorite America's podcast favorite. host, Mike Pikulski. And last but certainly not least, Tab, the Twitter valet. Hey, she didn't yeah, get nervous She sounds that time. so excited. <laughs> so, excited. <Yeah>. so what <laughs> are we drinking today, fellas? Falling Down Beer Company beer. Uh, it's wheat still beer. wheat beer. Okay, so uh, I'll be honest. It's our 40th episode, so we're double fisting. We have a 40 in one hand, and we have some wheat beer from Falling Down Beer in the other <laughs> hand. Uh, Falling Down Beer Company in Warren, Michigan, keeps our show well hydrated. If you go uh, to their place and you mention Podcast Detroit, you get $1 off your first beer. So that's pretty cool. I'm just glad, though, that something has finally been um, solved. Yeah, the the beer I've been hunting down from falling oh, the, down. The Zen Panda. It's called Zen Panda. Yeah. Some reason I thought it was called Sad Panda, which made me even more happier. Well, no, the sad, <laughs> sad Panda is what you are. Yes. Sad panda. Uh, until I get some Zen Panda, then I'll be a happy. Do you, panda. Does, that, does that beer have bamboo in it, or some beer, bamboo extract, or something? It's supposed to have some green tea in there. Okay, okay. I love me some yeah, green that's, tea. That's right down your alley. So yeah, it's an India Pale Ale. Um, it's a. It's called Zen Panda. Oh, God. He's Green doing tea. his own little plug yeah, yeah. IPA. Um, it looks like you can get 16 ounces for four bucks. That's following a good down, price. following down beer, uh, beer companies, let them know that uh, Top Rope Review sent you on Podcast Detroit, and they'll say, "Who's that?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just make sure you say that Podcast Detroit part because otherwise they're just going to look at you, yeah. and cock their head, and. So, a uh, couple announcements. I've uh, speaking of sponsors, we have a new sponsor, ladies and gentlemen. Dun dun dun. Hey. dun, dun. The Scarlet and Graves uh, Clothing Company is – we are now the first podcast sponsored by the Scarlet and Graves uh, Clothing Company. And we're really excited to be part of this. Uh, and so Scarlet and Graves is like a whole new brand of clothing. They want to inspire people to be all they can be, to be limitless people who follow their dreams and their follow their passions and their creative people. So – and I'm trying to do the read without looking at it and make it sound natural. And um, so they they have some really awesome stuff on their website. I already have a couple Scarlet and Graves shirts myself. Um, but it, right now, Scarlet and Graves, because we're their first sponsored podcast, they want all of our li- listeners to be creative, awesome people as well. So they are, with the promo code uh, TOPROPE10, you can get 10% off of your order. And not only that, but... If you order $35 or more, you get free shipping. So that's pretty cool. Nice. 
So I want all of our listeners to go over to scarletandgraves.com, use a promo code, and be a limitless, creative, passionate, awesome person. What's that promo code again? Top Rope 10. No spaces. Nice. So Will is uh, actually ordering on his phone as we speak. (laughs) So in other news, we have a couple events coming up. We have XICW Proving Gown 5 Saturday or excuse me, Sunday, July 24th at the Ritz and Warren. And then next weekend, I'm super excited for this. We have XICW 211, Best in Detroit 16, Saturday, July 9th at the Imperial House at 7 p.m. You guys going? Uh, we will yes. be there. I'm uh, where else will I be? In force. <laughs> I'm, hold, I'm holding you guys to the fire here. Because in studio right now, we have the most dangerous man in Michigan, one half of the XICW Tag Team Champions, the best father and son tag team in the world, DBA. Hey, what's up, fellas? Thanks for having me. No problem. We're, we're go- you know, I'm actually embarrassed that it took us 40 episodes to get you here. So Yeah, what took uh, so long? You know, I, I'm going to take blame for that. I hope you don't hit me with a flaming elbow. I hope I can get out of here, um, you know, unburnt. Uh, my 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 most extreme apologies for uh, it taking so long, but you know no we didn't want to um, we didn't want to scare our fans away with such an extreme uh, wrestler right away. You know we we kind of wanted to work people into it. Now they you know they're with us. They've been here for almost a year, and I think now they're ready for DBA. Are you guys ready? Is I don't know yes. if I'm ready. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little worried. <laughs> I've seen I've seen him wrestle, so I know he would win. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just before we get started, I want to remind everyone: if you like what we're talking about and you want to get in on the conversation, you can tweet us at Top Rope Review on Twitter or call us live in studio at two four eight five seven nine five two nine five. So, cool. do that; it'd be awesome. We'll talk to you, and it'll be. A great way to celebrate the uh, 4th of July weekend here. So do that. So DBA, where do we start, man? You've been, uh, you're like, a, you're the one of the cornerstones of XICW here. Um, you know, actually, let's let's just start with XICW Best in Detroit 16. Okay. What, what, can you, uh, can you fill us in on, uh, on what's going on this weekend? So you're just jumping straight to it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you you want to know the matches. That's what it is. I do, man. I'm, I'm like chomping <laughs> at the excited. bit here. <laughs> That's what it is. But, you know, we made some announcements this morning. You know, number one, it was for the Midwest title. You know, Hakeem Zane defending the title against Robbie E. Um, you know about that one. You know about Joey Ryan versus Willie Watts for the lightweight title. We just announced that one. The King of Dong style. Yeah. I'm really excited for that. Pretty excited. Really? That's going to be good. Yeah. 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 So good. We, you know, we had that match booked a couple of months ago. It never happened. And I talked to Joey last night, and we got it signed on the, on the fly at the last minute. And, uh, yeah, it's going to happen. So I'm excited for that one, though. Yeah. 11th hour signing there. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also have, uh, for the tag team titles, me and Malcolm. My son, we're defending the titles. It was supposed to have been against OI4K, the father and son, but I guess they put a swerve on us, yeah. and they're going to put, send two other OI4K members. So we're waiting to confirm on who those two are going to be. I know it's going to be Aaron Williams, one of them, you know, and I think it's Kyle Maverick. I don't know, but whoever it is, they're going to get the hell beat out of it. <laughs> <laughs> we're looking forward to that. Pretty big fan of uh, I mean, I'm obviously – a bigger fan of the Monroes, but I'm, I am a pretty big fan of the Ohio's for Killers as well. So. I think we're obligated to say that we are now fans of Ohio's for Killers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, contractually. Yeah, I think you are obligated. Yeah. Well, I think we're also obligated to... I don't know, man. This is such a conflict now. <laughs> no what? <laughs> you, you can still vote for us. You, you don't have to cheer for them. Yeah. <laughs> so we're being joined in studio right now by Bob, the sales guy from IT and the D. He looked like a sales guy. Yeah. He's I also your new hat that you have. Snazzy hat. Yeah. He's also, also quite often... Play play yeah. I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah, he's the voice of XICW most of time. Stuff to, uh, to, and he's also the last-minute felon ring announcer. <laughs> Which he's very good. He's at. not last yeah. minute Philly. Don't say that. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's scheduled weeks in advance, but <laughs> no. Here's how it went down the last show. It's like they're having an open tryout for oh. the ring announcer, and they're trying out this guy, they're trying out that guy. I'm like, guys, I'm sitting right here. You're not even looking at me. They go, give me the damn mic. So I do it. And they're like, okay, fine. You you got it. I'm like, yeah, you know, I got it. 
No, it, it was. It's really good. And just to let you know, this is our 40th episode. There is a 40 ounce of PBR in the fridge with your name on it. I will. It will be drunk by the time. <laughs> Lucky for you guys, I just started drinking again yesterday, and it'll be it'll be empty. <laughs> cool. So what we were discussing the extension debit cards. Best in Detroit. Yeah. Also, we got for the first time ever defending the Border City Wrestling title on the line with Cody Deaner. Oh, awesome! He will be defending it against Caleb Steels, you know. So that should be a good match right there. The match that I'm looking forward to is Gavin Quinn against Rhino. We got that. Yeah, that's the one I'm looking forward to. I will be in my seat watching that one. Now, if you guys have not seen Gavin Quinn jumped on the scene with XICW maybe, what, six months ago, um, this guy is an absolute going to be – he's going to be a big name for himself down the road. He is one of the top indie guys I've seen. When him and Hybrid get in the, the, get in the ring together, it is, it is magic. This it, guy is, it really is. This guy is a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal talent. And if you have not seen him yet, do yourself a favor. Yeah, he has. I mean, we've 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 been on the XICW scene here for almost a year, and we've you know he wrestles every pretty much every event, and he hasn't had a, he hasn't had a bad match. I didn't match. realize he was only in it for six months. In XICW, he's oh, been yeah, a, no, he's been on I mean, the scene for a very we, long time. Yeah, that's right around when we first came into XICW. So I I, I just assumed he was there. No, uh, he's, he's just got there recently. Oh, awesome! New addition. Yeah, well, it's so it sounds like just like every other best in Detroit, these this is uh, one uh, like a super card, like a nut. Well, every XICW event is a is a must see, a non miss event. Everything from best in Detroit all the way down to proving ground. We just went to a proving ground last weekend, and uh, you and Jay, Jay uh, Maynard tore tore the house down. And it's uh, but these best in Detroit shows are, I mean, you'd be kicking yourself if you if you're missing one of these shows. They're yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely the one of the best sources of professional wrestling in the state of Michigan, without a doubt. In the Midwest? Yeah. In the country. <laughs> Guys, I talk about this all the time. The dollar-for-dollar the dollar value spent, the ticket, what you're getting for a price of a ticket compared to what else is going on in the state for entertainment dollars, it's second to none. I mean, for crying out loud, you can't get into a concert these days for under $150 for toilet seats. Yeah. Um, you know, Ring of Honor comes into town. It's 60 bucks. Right for for uh, if you want front row, um, MMA tickets hundred dollars. Right, I mean there's nothing like it's, there isn't a twenty dollar bill ticket in this town where you're going to get three solid of hours of phenomenal entertainment from the top to the bottom of a card. So I mean, like I said, even if you're a casual fan, I've never never met one guy who's come out to an event even proving on said you know it was okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone walks out there going, man, that was a blast. I had, a, I had an awesome time. Well, look at Dave. He's like, I don't like wrestling, but I like XICW. But, yeah, but what shows does he go to? XICW shows. Yeah, that's it. Where I, me, I've, go, I've gone to all of them. Will I go to any? I will not go to another indie card show in this town. Right? It's, it's XICW. It, period. Period. And I've been going for 20, what, five years? Since, you know, pretty much since I've been able to beg my dad to go take me to a show, <laughs> you know? And at the end of the day, I mean, that's where I started. I was telling you, uh, DBA, when I was first dating my wife, I used to bring her to the, I didn't even think it was the Ritz back then. It was called the whatever it was called. It might have been the Metropro, the it's Rhinestone so many Cowboy. It's right. the, yeah. the Diablo or whatever it was called for a little bit. Oh, it was a country bar. Yeah, yeah it, was it was like was, a country bar for right. a minute. Yeah, um, both kinds, country and western. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> huh. oh, I don't even know where we go from there. So how did you get involved here. in wrestling? <laughs> My father. Well, yeah, your father. Yeah, my father was a wrestler. You know, yeah. you want to go back that? Yeah, far? let's go back. No. We go started. Back. We started ne- for next week. Now let's go back. <laughs> you want to go back all the way? Um, yeah, my dad. It's in my blood. You know, my dad was a wrestler. I was born and and I was born to wrestle, plain and simple. You know, um, I wrestled in high school. I went to the Air Force. I got accepted to the A team, but I couldn't make it because my contract was almost up and all of that. Blah blah blah. Um, so wrestling has been in my blood, and now my son wrestle. Keeping it going, so you're just yeah. keeping it going. And yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's like the Monroe Dynasty at this point. I, I, th- I think it may be the, the nerd in me, but I'm just visiting DBA, looking at his grandson one day, going, 
your father, <laughs> your father was a wrestler, and his father after him was a wrestler. <laughs> like, like I want to be a Jedi like my father before me. Right? Yeah. See, now, I don't think you guys get when he says, "Yeah, my dad wrestled." He, he's you're being very you're, humble. Yeah, you are. His dad wrestled uh, well, yeah, Bobo we Brazil. That, his dad wrestled the the you know what Jim Lang had the Sheik. Yeah, yeah. I'm Mark talking. Lillian. There was there's one of my favorite things you ever post on Throwback Thursday on Facebook is when you put up the card for when your dad wrestled at the um oh my god what was the name on the 14 of Vandek at the Premier the Center. Center. <laughs> now I'm not talking about okay here's just wrestling at the Premier Center. It's sandwiched between like Frank Sinatra, Mel Torme, Engelbert Humperdinck. I'm talking like the who's who in the old school crooners and entertainers and here you have Midwest Championship Wrestling, you know, Sweet Daddy Malcolm Rovers, Bobo Brazil, like in between this this mega, you know, I always look at that like God, the people that showed up at this place is insane. That's crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we had Supermouth Dave Drayson on our show a while back, and we talked to, we talked to a lot about Sweet Daddy Malcolm Monroe, uh-huh. this old old uh, manager of his. So. Well, he's he's I mean he's a legend in this town, Sweet Daddy. So it's everyone everyone you know knows him and talks especially when you go know, to the XSW shows mm-hmm. I mean like the Memorial Cup you could just see the crowd the respect they had for your father and they have for XSW and the Memorial Cup and what it meant to everyone mm-hmm. yeah I mean I was being humble but thanks Bob for, <laughs> <laughs> for covering it for me <laughs> no but to think I mean, if, so, if people like I'm not, I'm just going to take a big step back. Like people scoff at wrestling, but you look at the legacy that your father left. I mean, how amazing! Like if he was just like the guy that worked over at the the at Ford, right? But think of like this legacy is going to continue to live on through your kids and and, and you know and Malcolm the Third and Kate, right? They're going to keep his memory and legacy alive. I mean, to think about that, how wrestling just brought people together and continues to have a legacy live on i mean that's so uh it's 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 awesome to say the least yeah it is you know and to think i didn't even think double m3 was going to wrestle you know he was more into basketball and you know i used to tell him kaden gonna wrestle you not and then all of a sudden out of nowhere dad i'm gonna wrestle and he went to the house of truth well he realized he was gonna be five six and he wasn't gonna play basketball <laughs> no offense don't tell a, him that <laughs> no he's a phenomenal dad, wrestling talent but yeah basketball i don't think so <laughs> He's three inches taller than Muggsy Bogues, right? I mean, he was, uh, he was always my favorite because he's my, ty- my size. <laughs> so we're, you kind of just brought it up a little bit, but Malcolm Monroe, the third, uh, did you ever, like, not, not, not necessarily not want him to wrestle, but kind of like, hey, maybe you shouldn't, or you, were you always like, yeah, if you want to do it, go and do it? Did you have any, like, doubts for him? Or, like, maybe- no, I, I, I had the thing where... You know, I had a conversation with her where I was like, my dad wrestled, I wrestled, you don't have to wrestle. It, you do whatever you want in life. I'm not forcing you to do anything. If you want to, that's fine. If you don't want to, that's also fine. So that's how I played that. But And he's not resting on laurels. If you ever no. watch him, he's a gym rat. He's at oh, yeah. the House of Truth. He's bouncing off the ropes before the matches, before the fans get let in. He is completely and utterly just surrounded himself with it. Like I said, he's not just saying, hey, I'm Malcolm Third. you're going to l- bow down to me. No, he's he, earning, he, he does his spot. You can see, he res- oh, yeah, you, the respect is, it's up there. Like, he's not just, I am who I am. My dad and my grandpa were who they are. Well, you look he, at, uh, yeah. you look at someone like uh, Mr. Perfect's kid, yeah. Curtis Axel. He's, he, he didn't, I, I want to say he didn't put in the time, but he just doesn't have it. Right, you gotta have it, mm-hmm. and you look at how when 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 Malcolm the Third's in the ring, he has it. Oh, He's got definitely. that it factor, where you're not you can't just be born with it. Right? Snooker's kid, the legacy goes on and on of third generation guys that just didn't have that it factor. Yeah, you gotta have it just because your, your dad was a wrestler. It don't mean you're gonna be the, the best wrestler. You, your dad can be a butcher. It don't mean you're gonna know how to cut meat. No, my dad was a butcher. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Notice I'm not a butcher in my, in my profession. <laughs> well, and and I think the the really cool thing about that too is like 
he, you and him wrestle completely different styles. He's like a high flyer all over the place, and you're in there. Just well, I'm not a high flyer. Is that what you're saying? No, you're not. <laughs> just don't throw that out. Well, I mean, you, you, you fly high. No, sir, you are a high flyer. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you fly high when your elbow's on fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, see, I'm a high flyer. But what, yeah. what's the origin of that? That's where I really want to know. We've been talking about this a couple times. So if no one's had the, I love, the pleasure I love of seeing this live, it is... Is great. You just do this flying elbow off the top rope on fire. Like, how did that start? Oh man, I, I can't remember. That was so long ago. I think I was doing a match with Rick Matrix, and we was trying to think of was it Rick? Yeah, it was Rick Matrix. We was trying to think of a, a fire match, and he used to do leg drops, and I used to do elbows after my dad. And we was like, hey, let's set him on fire, fire, flame elbow versus flame leg drop, and that's how it came about. And it just kind of stuck. How yeah. much money do you spend a year on elbow pads is what I want to know. <laughs> a lot. I need to get a sponsorship yeah. with them. There you go. Look yeah. me up. I, it terrifies me when you when I see you do it in the Ritz because that place, I feel like that place could go off. <laughs> I think we're going to burn that place down I one day. I think one day. It was 112 <laughs> degrees at the last show. I don't oh think it'll burn down it by it itself. It was so hot. Oh, my God. It was hot in that building. <laughs> The classic Tabitha, she doesn't say anything the whole first 20, first 20 minutes. We talk about temperature, she has to chime in. It was so hot. It was oh, very God. sweaty in there. It's real life. But we had a good, but the show was so good that we didn't even no, kind of really got over the, the sweat after a few mm. minutes there. So Yeah, the PG has been coming along real good. I'm very proud of PG right now. Better than good. Better than good. It was one of those things where people didn't know what to expect. And it's far exceeded and superseded. I think anyone's expectations, right? Because here you have a whole new class of in essence rookies mixed in with some some le- you know kind of you know XICW legends and it's been almost flawless compared you know uh, I was th- I was going to say I was trying to look for something to say that's been that was bad but nothing it's been a flaw it's been literally flawless they've been phenomenal shows just as, and again for a $15 ticket what are you doing on Sunday nights, right? Yeah. I haven't been able to make it out to one yet, but I I can't wait until I can. All it's, the matches are so good. I'm I just like the fan interaction. So many, yeah, I yeah, I want to see the fan interaction. That's like awesome. in because that's the thing that I think make, makes it different and stand out from everything else is is the fan interaction. Mm-hmm. It kind of brings me back to like those old old XICWs, mm-hmm. like back in like the early two thousands, where was fans bring the wet. I, to me as a kid, it felt like. It was every week was like a fans bring the weather. And I was in most of them. Yeah, you were. <laughs> and uh, it, it, so I feel like proving ground for me is going to bring me back to like my childhood coming back to the Ritz at XICW. And well, the cool thing that's is that's what I'm excited for. You get guys that come to every show like really, like they will not miss a show. Yeah. And they're fans, true-hearted fans. And then they get to be on stage with the commentating crew, and they get to judge a match, and they feel part of it. And that's the whole point: is when you get to feel part of it, it's it's that ex- something a little bit extra, right? It's that you will go home going, I was, I felt like I was a part of it. Well, and usually they go home like, oh, that was such a great show. But now they can go home and be like, that was a great show that I made happen, yeah. that I was a part of. And they, I, I think that's cool. You don't see. Many other companies doing that yeah. like, at other, all. I don't I think, think yeah, anybody. I think, I, I think we were the first to I do think that. So. Yeah. Pioneers for now. <laughs> for, for now, yeah. <laughs> Until somebody get wind of it, yeah. Right. You know, but that's the whole thing with the reality with the wrestling with the vet. I love it. You know, I've been in the ring almost twenty years, and I never been nervous before a match. But ever since wrestling with a vet, right when it get down to voting time, I get the most nervous I ever been because I'm scared to get eliminated. You know, because it's reality. It's up to the fans to vote. So. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you that, could get eliminated at any time. Yeah, so anyone really could. You know, that's the beauty of it. It's reality wrestling at its best. Yeah, I just love at the red set. Every every seat in that house is a front row seat. <laughs> you, no, it really you, is. Were, you were guaranteed to be in the Especially action. Especially when the action match. spills outside of the <laughs> ring. I watched from the bar, and I didn't think I missed much. Like. You, you know, I could have sat, you know, wherever, but uh, like you, you can sit at the bar and still watch the damn show. That's, I mean, that's the the, the beauty and the uh, curse of that place. And if you're at the bar, the show will sometimes come to you. Yeah, absolutely, and you don't even want it to. Just don't go outside and hit my car. That's yeah. all I had. <laughs> now that it's summertime, the Cadillac's out. You know, 
Oh. Yeah, and they and um, the you got to give it up for those security guys because there's no railings, so the security guys are basically oh they're over there. We got to all run over there and protect the people. It's like, yeah, we talked about like, that last week in those that. shows. It's, I think those security guys are like the hardest working guys of those shows. Man, they are just like up. Oh, Time to put my body in front of them, the wrestlers. I'm gonna take you know a guy flying into me here. I'm gonna take his elbow drop here. Like those guys take punishment every single week. <laughs> when are you gonna apply to be a? No, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> I've seen he's quick enough. <laughs> not, not crazy enough for he's that. Not, he's yeah. not quick enough. <laughs> oh, so okay. So we've talked about the flaming elbows. We've talked about uh, the legacy of the. Monroe uh, family dynasty, uh, the, the, the dynasty. Uh, oh man, I don't even know where I was going with that. Just like floated out of my head. So, so DBA has a dream, and I don't know if the, I'm oh. spilling the beans or if you want to. You know, you made a little bit of announcement uh, to the guys, but what were your dream? If, I don't know if you want to drop this or if you want me to stop you, talking. No, you can drop it. You started it. I'll just <laughs> talk after you. Go ahead. So there's 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 a dream. Uh, you, you, it's in your heart, and I, I think it's a, it would be a huge thing too. But sometime in the next few years, uh, you're going to see XICW at Cobo Hall. Oh, that's no cool. way! Nice. So that's yeah. been in the talking for I think since I've met you. Yeah. Um, but now it's become now that we see what we can do when we open up and go to the big houses at, at the Imperial and just the, the you know the, the fans will come. So I think in the next couple of years we want to put on a, a super show and, and kind of something like what Tommy Dreamer is doing in Philly, putting on these collector fests and bringing these legends out and, and taking a look at, you know, having signings and, and almost like a Hall of Fame ceremonies and making it a the, the, an the, event, the, it, an event like a super show, something that uh, hasn't been done here. Um, yeah. I don't think ever, ever. No, not not since the Sheik ran Cobo. Yeah. It haven't been done. Well, so that's exactly where I was going. I was like, well, so what's next? So that's... that's I stole all, your thunder. I, I'm yeah, sorry. No, no, that's... No, no, it floated out of my brain and you picked it up. So that was that's <laughs> perfect. Um, so it, I think that's that's great because I always, you know, I see these things like the super shows and that sort of stuff. But they're like, they're all like eight hours, like the closest one. So it's like there isn't even one in this area. Like mm-hmm. you have to drive to Philly or to Toronto or like somewhere on the West Coast or to Orlando. It's a, it's a ripe market for the, for the, the picking. And I be think really successful. And I think Kobo has a history oh, to totally. do it. And it, I think it'll just, it might bring people out who haven't even like, been involved in the wrestling world in years. Well, not only that, like like old time, old time. Yeah, fans that's are, what I'm. That's what I'm wrestling saying. Wrestling shows at Kobo again. Yeah, yeah. I, I my grandpa I would probably it. go it's to a great it. Idea. Cause he used to always talk about the old Kobo shows. He'd be like, "Oh, I'm go- we're my going." My grandfather to that. Uh, used to take my mother to those shows. I'm talking when he came to the country. Didn't speak a lick of English, but he'll be damned if he wasn't missing one of those shows at the Olympia uh, and watching Sunday morning, Saturday morning wrestling. Uh, you know, didn't even have cable, so I had to tape the stuff on TBS for him and bring it over and translate it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it. it's amazing the just the cross section of humanity. There, it doesn't have a gender or a nationality or anything. I mean, the, you're talking. It always it hit home to somebody, right? You always had those people that oh, it's stupid, it's fake, and I go, oh yeah, how was Star Wars last week? Oh, uh, what? Like you think they blew up the Death Star? You know? Yeah, how was yeah. Game of Thrones? Right, exactly. It's that was it's real to me. Oh, exactly, it's real to us too yeah. here. And it's not. And I don't think people understand the the what wrestlers go through on a day in day no, out. They don't to not train even. their bodies and what they go through and in, in working in pain. This what I've just in the short time I've known you the the injuries you've had. Mm-hmm. I can. I mean, you can count on six hands. Like it's, it's been a, you know, and just the scarring, and you you don't, and you do it for the passion of it, and it's something that's unheard of in any sport in any business. Just to oh, put yeah. yourself out there like that. Now, somebody, somebody on the Detroit Red Wings gets an injury, and he's out for six months. You're probably taping it up and going out there anyway. I wouldn't use yeah, hockey players. Night. I wouldn't use hockey well, players yeah, as an example. But, but even then, let's no, use I mean, soccer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I think I think wrestlers are maybe the one class of human being who are uh, crazy, who are crazier, yeah. <laughs> crazier than hockey players. So. Well, even even look at MMA fights. You know, those guys would do one fight every four or six months. You know, to where a a wrestler, he, he's working. If he's a, a true journeyman, working every weekend, he's doing four shows a weekend. 
and there's no off season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when when you look at like the, even the guys like the WWE guys who are on the road. There's no you know there's no 16 week season no. of football. It's on. That, it's always on. And that's the argument I bring up to a lot of people who are like, well, why do you watch wrestling? That's just dumb. I'm like, okay, you watch football. Yeah, it may not be scripted or like planned out, but. They're working every day. I can tune in every Monday. You can only tune in uh, every Monday for, what, four, four months? months? Mm-hmm. I Any Monday I can turn on. Or See, any, I'll never tell anybody any... football's stupid because I love football too. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing that gets me the most, like if we're talking about this, is like, it, and it's getting a little bit better thanks to people like Dwayne Johnson, but like Hollywood's disdain for wrestlers, it's like, Wrestlers don't get multiple takes. You do that promo one time, and that's all you got. You do it in front of the crowd, and 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 wrestlers don't have a stunt man. They do a, everything that they're doing. They're responsible for from from A to Z, everything. And it, and, and you know, it, the, for the longest time, and even still today, Hollywood has a you know they turn their nose up at wrestling. Well, it's what Jericho always says. It's showbiz boot camp. Yeah, yeah. But even he, but even he will tell you how he can't get. He no. can't get parts because he's a wrestler. a wrestler. He used to do best week ever all the time. He was absolutely hysterical. Oh yeah. Um, if you if you're old, you guys are still. I don't know if you're. You remember best week ever? I'm thirty. Yeah. All right. Fair. Yeah. You barely. Yeah. yeah you barely yeah. remember, I remember it. it. <laughs> <laughs> that we met actually the guy uh, that did the voice of Lionel. Not to digress too deep, but the guy that did the voice of Lionel for Thundercats actually was the guy that did the best week ever voice too. And oh, the yeah. skills voice. Oh, yeah. What a crazy uh, human being that guy was. Uh, Larry Kenny. Larry Kenny, yeah. yeah. They do Count Chocula, too. Yeah. And Coco awesome. Puffs. <laughs> <laughs> so going back, like, I'm just going to segue injuries. What's what's the word? I know a couple guys, Whoa. like, uh, Vinny Scarboni popped his kneecap the day before his wedding. Like, what is, what's some of the craziest injuries you've ever had to deal with? Uh, one time I wrestled. I just had surgery on my foot, and I wrestled, like, a week or two later. Uh, against Eddie Venom, and he put my boot off in the middle of the match and worked. <laughs> of course, he did. <laughs> uh, um, oh man, I, it's a bunch of them, Bob. Broken ribs. Uh, I got a piece of my nose taken off. I lost a tooth in the match. Uh, I did a fans bringing weapons, and somebody hit me with one of those uh, a fan that you know a cooling fan, and the piece got stuck in the top of my head. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and you got hit with a pie too. Yeah, no, you didn't. No, get no, hit I, I hit him with a pie. <laughs> <laughs> it's my uh, favorite weapon ever. No, I broke fingers, toes. Uh, man, so many injuries I can't even think of. Brain damage, probably. That's the main one, brain damage. <laughs> we just thought that was normal. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's normal. Right. <laughs> well, when we were scheduling this, that's what you said to me. You said, make sure you remind me because I've been hitting the head too many times. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, unlike Rhino, you got any plans for politics? Oh. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I figured, I you know, know. If, if he could do it, you know, anybody can. He's out there banging doors and, and kissing babies, and I'm like... DBA for think, mayor, you know, yeah. like it's got a good ring to it. I can campaign what about marijuana? <laughs> That's about I think it. I think they'll sign it though. How about uh, how Hell, about I governor? Governor no DBA, I think that has a nice ring to it. <laughs> I'd, vote, I'd vote for you. That was one of my favorite promos though. A couple of XICWs ago, you were in the middle of something and you just go, uh, what did you say? You said, like, fuck that. Vote for Rhino and just rock the mic. I was just like, yes, that's perfect. <laughs> that was ad-lib. I just, yeah, no, I, I just loved speak, it. It was great. I love your promos because you, you just never know what you're going to say. Because <laughs> there's other wrestlers, you kind of know what they're going to say. Then you come out there and never know what you're going to say. Because <laughs> I never know what I'm going to say. <laughs> so going in, uh, let's go back to Proving Ground real quick because I kind of like the whole idea of, well, who do you think? I mean, I'm just going to throw out a kind of a question. Out of all the youngsters coming out, all these rookies, all these guys coming just out of the house of truth, who do you think has got the brightest future? A couple guys that got the brightest future. Um, a couple of them. Um, Aaron T.I., I like him. He's getting better mm. every day. He's getting better. Um, I wanted to see that match with him and Tyson, but unfortunately Tyson had some personal issues. But we're going to reschedule that. Uh, I think Parma Cruz, he got a bright future. He's an up-and-comer. He's got that it factor, too, and he, that look. Yeah. He just looks like he belongs, right? Almost like a... 
I want to say young Booker T, but he's just got that it factor. And, and now I really have my eye on Atlas Hightower. He impressed me the last show. Look good. Yeah, him and Maserati Rick, they yeah. both impressed me. So you know who Maserati look like to me? Looks like to me, uh, Long Dick Chinese from Two Life Crew. I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to come out to the music. I don't know. Every time I see him, he's just got he's got the same like almost like the same guy. And I'm like. <laughs> I did meet both of them, and I, they're not the same, but, it, you know, they, no, they yeah, I, met both, I, right. I met both of them, and we also partaked in, uh, let's just say, never mind. Well, well, I, met, I met them. Some future, future legal activities. <laughs> yeah, uh, I met them. I'm thinking maybe you could run for mayor of uh, Ann Arbor. You know, Ann Arbor has a little bit more lenient uh, rules. If you yeah. know what I mean. You, now it's your campaign at Hash Bash, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's only, a, it's only a fine there. You get like a ticket, that's it. Like a 25 yeah. hour ticket. <laughs> we've been, um, we've kind of been touching base on a bunch of different stuff though, but just coming back to the, your history, like, who who did you train under to enter, you know, when you were a young DBA? Where did you get your start at? Um, when I was 16, me and my dad, we used to drive up to the Sheik's house, and I started training a little bit then. Cause I have, actually, I look at it as training, but now that I'm older and I think about it, my dad was using me to drive him because I had just got my driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I looked at it as training, you know. The Sheik tell me to get in the ring. Well, he didn't tell me. He mumbled something, you know. Blah, 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 you know. Um, anyway, that started, and then I went to the Air Force when I turned 18, and then I came back at... 23 I think and I got trained by the All-American Denny Cass he used to be a fabulous kangaroo with Al Costello uh, him and my dad trained me and here I am and Rhino had a little bit to do with my training because me, me and him was trained by Denny Cass together Rhino had graduated the class, a couple of classes before me I think he was out with Demore too didn't he, he yeah, yeah. Twins are, right? yeah. yeah yeah he went over to Demore too I mean, that's just one thing, too, about, like, because um, your dad's company was, was XCW, right? And then, ICW. Well, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and just, like, that, that like, so many people, that was their start. Like, they started out there, and they've gone up. You know, some of the some of the best wrestlers out of Michigan wrestled for your dad. Yeah, a lot of people came through ICW. Uh, Edge and Christian, yeah. before they got signed with Sexton WWE. Sexton Hardcastle yeah. and Christian Cage. Right? Yeah, you know, a, a lot of the guys. My dad had an eye for talent, you know. That, that's the one thing I could say about my dad. He gave everybody a shot. You know, whether you sucked or not, he gave you a shot. And, and that's the one thing I could say he did for people. Well, I know we – so we, we talk about it a lot, which is weird because we're on our own podcast. But we're pretty we're all pretty big fans of Chris Jericho's podcast. And he had ICW – or ICP – on uh, not that long ago, and they had a lot of really nice stuff to say about your dad because they used to wrestle. For yeah, I heard ICW about that podcast. Yeah. Somebody keep telling me to listen to it. Yeah, they, no, they they talked about your dad for like a good twenty minutes. No kidding. Yeah, 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 very, very, just very kind words to say about. Yeah, they kept about blah, blah blah Malcolm blah blah blah, and I was like, I think I think that's <laughs> Malcolm Monroe's dad. I think yeah. talking about DBA's dad. Yeah, yeah. How did like your style in the ring now? It's very much. More of a hardcore style. I mean, is has that always been your style, or did you start out doing well, he a little bit more? He wrestled in high school, so yeah, I was you must have a, a little bit of an amateur yeah. background behind you, right? Yeah, I was more of a technical when I first started in ICW. Uh, and then when all the big names got signed, when Edge Christian and all of them, that took away of the hardcore of ICW. And I just stepped up to the plate for my dad and started doing hardcore then. And I recently just got back into it. But, yeah, I'm more of a technical wrestler, a brawler, whatever you want, whatever I— is needed by me, I'll do it. I say, you surprised us a few times. I think I was calling a match of yours, and I'm like, what in the world? Like, you pulling out some technical wrestling, like going Kurt Angle on us? You know, I didn't know you had it in you. But no, it's that, yeah, that was part of your background. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that. They just think I, I know hardcore. But, yeah. You yeah. Know. When we found out today that you're a high flyer. So, don't yeah, see? <laughs> you know that. Either. Yeah. Well, you're, I mean, you're diving through the ropes and stuff. I mean, that's, that in itself, I think, qualifies. Uh, I mean, I love- back in the day, I used to can do all that high flying stuff, you know, flying head scissors and all of that. But now, twenty years into it, you adapt to what you need to do. Yeah. Well, Scott yeah. Steiner stopped doing the the, the Frankenstein. Frank yeah. Oh yeah, I when- used to do that all the time early in my career. Not right. anymore, you know. I just huh. got older. Body got older and don't want to do it. Billy Graham, all, all, all a bunch of guys did it. They change their styles. It's no different than a baseball pitcher. Frank yeah, Tanana, you know what I mean. You lose, you lose that ninety-eight mile an hour fastball. You got to start being crafty. Got to figure out what you know, to, what what to adapt to to 
keep your career going and keep entertaining the fans. There was some old uh, who put the picture up not too long ago with the uh, edge on the side of the Ritz, like back in '96 or something. And I'm like that, and he didn't look any different. I mean, think about if you would have been there back in those days. You know, we used to, like I said, we used to go to the, a couple of those shows, but I never saw him. Or if I did, I didn't remember. Didn't, even, know, yeah. didn't even realize it. A couple guys stuck out, but he, you know, he was one of the ones that. But I mean, and watching them grow up and go through TV, it's got to be cool because. YouTube didn't exist, right? Wow. You look at what's going on with wrestling now. When, you know, Kevin Owens comes in. You've been watching him for twelve years. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, or if you haven't, you have. You can get all on this YouTube access and see all to this stuff where it's you other can. you can't. Yeah, that was one of the things we were thinking of. It's like, you know, not to like weird names, but like when the Beverly Brothers came to d- WWE, they were the Beverly Brothers. You didn't know them as the Minnesota Wrecking Crew mm-hmm. from AWA. You never saw any tapes. Like now, it's such a. Uh, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing because like there's no there's no more mystery anymore. When the guys come in, you know you exactly who they are. are. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's a, it's like a double edged sword. Yeah. Like I think some people it helps. So like Kevin Owens is a perfect example of someone that it that it helped. Like he came in already had a following. It helped him get over with the broader audience right away. Same thing with AJ Styles. Like. AJ Styles came in and he's already feuding with for the title and for with John Cena because he came into the Royal Rumble and everybody already knows who he is. See, the thing that pisses me off is the Smarks, and I bet you this drives you nuts too. Is the Smarks that have to call out your indie names when you're in WWE, and yeah. it's kind of like going to Indiana Jones and screaming Han Solo in the crowd. It's like you're, <laughs> you you look like an idiot doing it, yeah. and they think they're funny. And to me, it's just like, why'd you pay a tick? Why'd you pay a, a dime of your money to go see the show if you're just going to be a dick? Yeah, and I, th- I think we all consider ourselves smarks, but we, uh, but I, I hate when, um, like when the crowd does stuff to get itself over on its own accord, and they're not trying to support the guys, and like doing that is like I, I hate when when Bray Wyatt will come out and people are chanting Husky Harris. It's like, no, it's Bray Wyatt. Like, don't do that. Right. He's been Husky Harris in years. Like, yeah, it's, let it go. Yeah. He was twelve names. I mean, for yeah. crying out loud, yeah. you know, it, like enjoy the show and, and and like suspend your disbelief. Watch the show, enjoy it. You know, why do you got to be that? Distra- you know, I, it's like why are we still chanting CM Punk like now? I, like <laughs> I get like it three years ago. Well, I, I get, like I get maybe Chicago doing it the the year that he left, but like at this point, it's like chanting Barry Sanders at Lions yeah, games. Yeah, exactly. like four years after he retired, it's like he retired. Let him go. Yeah. Speaking of other names, DBA, have you ever wrestled anything else besides DBA? Have you always just been DBA for your whole career? Uh, at the gathering, I wrestled as Malcolm Monroe Jr. That's the only that's the only really? other time I wrestled outside the DBA. Gotcha. So, so you've done the gathering. Yeah, I how, did. Too. And you, he got his penicillin shot afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> how, all right, I've never met anyone who's wrestled the gathering. How is that? Because that's got to be an experience in itself. <laughs> It was a wild experience. This was uh, years ago. Is that the so one in I, Kentucky? No, was it, it was one. It was uh, one in Cave and Rock, Cave Rock, Illinois. Okay. Was the one I did, and then they can only go to a city that. once. They never allowed back. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it, it was it was crazy. They, they, it was wild. Um, Who, who'd you wrestle? Because those cards are pretty. Yeah, stacked. those cards are wild. Uh, one of them, I did a match against Shark Boy, and then I did a. It was a. Five on five. It was ICP, Vampiro, uh, I think Rude Boy and Corp against me and four other guys. I can't remember. It was so long ago. Um, who else did I wrestle? With? And it was, I can't even remember. It was so long ago. Was it because it was so long ago or was because what you did there? <laughs> <laughs> it could have been a little bit of both. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, possible deniability. I plead the fifth. <laughs> I can't uh, confirm or deny who was in that match. Because the fans there, they, they are like get into it. Do they not? It's like they... The first year I went, it was the year they made them stop throwing stuff. Cause the, you, really? Yeah, because yeah, they used to that, like they just throwing batteries. Tra- and, yeah. yeah, Tracy Smothers got lit up with batteries and all type of stuff. So that was the first year they made them stop doing it. But Tila Tequila got stuff thrown out. Oh, so you were at the one with Tila Tequila Yeah, the whole I was, te- Tila I was tequila on my way incident. over there when it happened. Oh, so, <laughs> so how, okay, so Can how was that? Cause I don't know what that is. So, uh, our, fan, our uh, listeners probably don't either. So the Tila Tequila thing, she was like performing... And correct me if I'm wrong, but people started throwing like 
feces and just anything they could get. Yeah, like, like, basically started yeah. attacking her. You didn't like, see it? It was on TMZ. It oh, was, no, it was bad. Like, it, was, it was bad. Did, she wound up in the hospital, did she yeah, not? She, yeah. She had to go to the hospital. It was, I don't like, know how bad I hate somebody where I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to take a shit no, and yeah. throw it they, at her. But I think she called them, she didn't call them juggalos. She called them, she called them something else. She offended them. Oh. Yeah. That's, oh. it, it was, so, so how was that? Like, how's just the crowd, like, during all that? Was it just like? You f- could kind of like sense something. I had something. just missed it. I oh, ju- really? Yeah, yeah, I just missed it because we was wrestling, and then it was it was doing when we were oh, wrestling. Okay. So I just missed it. I was on my way over there when it happened. So that was a big deal. That was, I was like, yeah, whoa. Yeah, that was a that, real big deal. People got was pissed. Was that after she started doing all that? Like, I don't I know she— I haven't heard like anything that, from her since. All that Nazi, Nazi stuff? I don't like, know. I haven't heard anything from her since that. My buddy does the webcasting of those. I bet you he has an old copy floating around. <laughs> Probably does. Right. It was like it was only a couple years, uh, yeah, like was, four years ago or something like that. Yeah, about four or five years ago, probably. It was it was intense. It like made like national news and everything. Yeah, they was throwing all type of stuff out of Wallamillan. They they went to the porta potty and was throwing the shit out of there. Oh, yeah, God. it was. <laughs> it was crazy. No, like the pictures of her, like after it's she got messed up. <laughs> Uh, safe to say that's probably her last gathering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was her first day in her life. Yeah, she'll never be back. Uh, oh, man. So we talk about next week, best in Detroit? We, we, yeah, you missed yeah, most you of missed that. that. That's where we started. Yeah, so right. We still got a couple we, more matches, though. Yeah, oh, we, oh. yeah, we got three more matches to announce for that, though. That uh, haven't been yeah, announced? Yeah, let's, let's hear them. That we let's, haven't announced. Okay. You know, for the number one contender for the Extreme Intense Championship, we got Jake something versus Orlando Christopher. That one should Ooh, be good. That's nice. Good. Wow. You know? Real good. And then we got Joe Coleman versus Iris Abraham. If he beat him, he get five minutes with Mark Joker. Okay. So, Ooh. okay. Oh. so hopefully Joe wins that one and get his hands on Joker because I'm tired of seeing Mark Joker in XICW. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, we're pretty big Coleman marks on this show. Yeah. So we've had him yeah. on a couple times. He's a good guy. The show is kind of the uh, Joe Coleman Mark show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> official, unofficial Joe Coleman uh, fan club. Sh- fan club, right here. <laughs> yeah, I love Joe Coleman. He's my boy. <laughs> was that we, three? Uh, that was two, right? Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Two, okay, okay. okay, then we got. Oh yeah, we got a, a, a six-person intergender match. We Ooh. got Jeff Brooks and Jamie Cox with Dominique against the Scarbonis and Scarlett for Ring of Honor. Okay, all right. So, that should be that's, that should be a good match. Yeah, it should be pretty good. Girls and guys mixing it up together, pretty good. So I'm, a Scar- I'm a Scarlet fan myself. I'll just yeah. Throw that one out there. I didn't know her, but I saw her on the flyer, and now I am as well. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> la la la! You didn't hear that? <laughs> Covering your head for yeah. like you got okay. a shot anyway. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm not going to get in trouble for it, you know? Right. <laughs> so, but no, I ha- I hats off to. I mean, you get a cancellation. And instead of just and letting it go, we're just going to fill it up with uh, the King of Dong style, Joey Ryan. It's yeah. huge. But, oh, but the funny, not, not the dog. I'm sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about that story is Joey Ryan was the first person I tried to book for that Best in Detroit show months ago. And he had something going on with Lucha Underground. And then, like I said, late last night he found out I was in the bind, and bam, he was there. So it's kind of ironic. I tried to book him first, and then he ended up being yeah. booked last. Well, you, you you don't think that Excise got the name outside, but when I went to Philly for that Tommy Dreamer show, um, you know, I introduced myself to Rob Van Dam, mentioned my you know uh, part of XICW. He's like, oh yeah, Malcolm's thing. How's he doing? And then you go up to Cold Cabana. He's like, when are you guys gonna book me again? And I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at Big Mark, and we're like, God, are you kidding me? Like, you think these guys would be like, nah, who the hell are you? But it's amazing. The, uh, the, the People people know. People remember. Mm-hmm. Well, if you look around the country, there's not too many, other than like PWG, and there's a few other ones, there's not too many guys doing the big shows, like with the big names, uh, bringing these guys around. No, it's not too many shows running, and that's why we're the best in Detroit, because we give you what you're supposed to have, the best. Yeah. Uh, no argument here. No. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> I mean, you have the the lineage to back it up. <laughs> you know, I, I thought we wasn't going to be able to replace Tommaso, you know, last minute, you know, with plane tickets and all of that. You know, so it was God sent that we got a replacement. And, you know, I appreciate it. And not to, not to break, you know, I, I, could, I could say break kayfabe without you hitting me. Um, but you think in, in when you meet someone in real life and shake their hand, like, who's going to be a dick and who's going to be cool? And Tommaso's the guy I thought was going to be the biggest 
prick. Just, to be, just to how he comes across. Yeah, and that, that look he's got. Like, yeah, for guys, what is it? Resting dick face, right? Yeah. Just like, you look like a dick. And you meet the guy, and God bless, what a nice, humble, genuine, cool. And it shocked me, right? I'm going to be polite and nice to whoever I meet. Nice to meet you, sir. And this guy was out of bounds, one of the nicest people I ever met. And uh, it's, it's just funny, like, when you meet these guys and you don't know, right? How do you know, like, uh, some of these guys are going to just, oh, let, let, let's go hang out afterwards like you you have no idea um but it's it's amazing to me you know they're all humble you know that's the thing they put out these personas on tv and at the end of the day they're all they're all really cool people that's one of my favorite things about the xsw shells is at intermission you know the wrestlers are there before the shows after the show the wrestlers are all there hanging out with the fans you know accessibility it's yeah and and half of them are i mean like some of them are at their tables you know trying to sell merch but most of them are just walking around walking around saying hi to the fans thanking them for coming and greeting them for the matches and stuff you know it's just like when you come to an xsw show you feel like you are part of the xsw family which is nice because i've been to other indie shows where it's just kind of been you there you watch the show the show ends maybe the guys selling t-shirts will be at the trying to sell their t-shirt but that's it you Mm -hmm. don't see any of the other guys like you were saying Chiapa he was like walking around at Best in Detroit just during other matches just hanging out and you could see just from a distance he was just happy to be there a nice guy watching the show like he wasn't in the back the whole time there's a few I'm I won't from, name that weren't happy to be there, and that's okay, too. You can't get everyone no. to be amazing. Well, so, so um, some people are still going to be dicks. I mean, there's there's bad apples everywhere. I mean, Just like in life. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'll be damned if they didn't put out a good show in the ring. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Five-star mm-hmm. show in the ring. You know what I mean? I, that's what they're, they're paid to do, right? And they do their job, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The over and extra, that's, a, that's on the guy yeah. or the gal. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, it's up to them on how they want to interact. Yeah. But, like, you know, I always said that from the, from the minute – it was that you, you can the the uh, the coolest thing when you were a kid is to yell and get that uh, affirmation back from the guy, right? I remember like when I was a kid, hacksaw Jim Duggan doing his thumbs up thing, and me and Big Mark are there. I think we were what, day over fourteen, and we yelled, you know, "F you!" and flipped him off, and he looked at us and did the harumph, you know, like, and we're like, "Ah!" He looked at us, he saw us flipping him off. But I mean, <laughs> when you look at it, I mean, as, as you're as a wrestling fan. You love that, and when you're on top of the ring and on top of the crowd, you get that interaction. Again, you know, you mentioned it too, feeling part of it and getting the affirmation and being able to yell and people hear it. It's 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 what it's what makes wrestling a beautiful thing, right? It, it's it's part of the whole enamorment with going to watch this show or, or any show in general. That's that's yeah. I mean, that's the best. That's the best part of it. Well, so we are we are at the uh, end of the show. So that how that hour feel for you? Man, that was, was an hour. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was like ten minutes. Well, we can always we can always do DBA uh, part two. Well, yeah, we, we gotta say something for the idiot. We're gonna get DBA's own podcast. I think that's what's next. <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe get maybe we'll warm you up. We'll get you a reoccurring spot on ours, and then you can work your way into having your. But own no, podcast. Bob talking about me having my own podcast of like, what's the best greens to smoke. <laughs> that would probably be popular. We'll have to sir, sir, smoke a lot. That'd be one of the top ones on the network, uh, I think. Hot boxing with DBA. <laughs> we'll have to do that one in front of live from the parking lot. <laughs> I don't think the building owners would appreciate it as much. Uh, that's, that's awesome. All right, well, so that's our show for this week. Big thanks to Fallen Down Beer Company for keeping our show well hydrated this week. Thanks to Scarlet and Graves for. Um, keeping our show fashionable and limitless, and uh, but th- and th- big thanks to DBA uh, for being on the show this week, and for Bob for stepping in. Um, and so make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Top Rope Review. Uh, follow us or like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Top Rope Review. Check us out on topropereview.com. You can find out all of our all of our stuff is there. And if you ever miss any of our episodes live, uh, they are on SoundCloud and iTunes within a couple of days of the broadcast. We'll catch you next week. You're listening to a previously recorded episode of the Top Rope Review Show.